Hello everybody, and welcome to a special episode of The Technical Area, your weekly football manager podcast, brought to you by me, your host, Gaffer Gramer, once again. Apologies about yesterday, or Tuesday, if you're listening a little bit beyond today. Unfortunately, when you book a day off work, plan to play football manager on release day, and record a live podcast, it's also the day that your body seems to decide that you know what let's wake up with a migraine so unfortunately it ruled me of action for most of yesterday i did get to play football manager 21 i don't know if it was the illness or the medication but i certainly made some strange decisions and on loading up today i'm wondering what exactly have i put myself in a situation for now i'm in a situation with atlanta that I'm not particularly too happy with and I don't know if it's a case of this save and reload is acceptable but look we'll power through till the weekend we'll try and figure out stuff and then hopefully we'll see where we can go from there but of course before we begin any podcast um, dedicated to football and the management of football and that simulation we we love on our computer screens it's we we can't escape the real world now with the very sad news that broke this evening of the passing of Diego Maradona. I never had the privilege of watching Maradona play live on television. Apologies, that makes you feel a little old, but for me Maradona was always the player on the video clips. He was the player on YouTube, he's a player you watched on the, the World Cup films or the highlight reels. You read about in books. I even remember stories my dad told me when he was fortunate enough to, to win a place to go and see Holland play Argentina in a dead rubber in Frankfurt. 2006 World Cup final group game. Maradona was across the stadium from him and you could see him dancing his way through the match only when the cameras got his attention of course but even reading Angels with Dirty Faces by Jonathan Wilson you begin to understand just what a player and what an individual Maradona was that for all his flaws that we all have the player who Argentines we refer to as God on the pitch had his flaws just like the rest of us mere mortals but just like George Best, and George Best, you know, unfortunately passed away on the same day, the 25th of November 2005. We've lost two players who graced the football pitch, but unfortunately the, the flaws and traps that often capture football players ended, I suppose, great stories and sad circumstances. It's always sad when someone passed away, but in the, the incidents as both of those men did, so. Arrest Diego Revan Adam. Rest in peace, Diego. Now, what Diego left in football was a legacy. What one man has left behind. But he's not the only man to have shaped modern football. Or to have shaped football at all. We're in the era, I suppose, many people talk about dynasties. Not a word commonly used with 
association football. You more often heard with the American kind. We talk of dynasties in various American sports. But I suppose at the start of Football Manager 21, there's a chance for us, I suppose, to start a dynasty in the game. And what this episode plans to make up for yesterday's lack of a release, where yesterday would have been all about the first day, I've now put it together in a two-part episode where part two will come out tomorrow. So part one, episode 48, is Dynasty. I'm talking about the first day and setting up a long-term dynasty that you look to leave in FM21. And tomorrow then, we'll look at the legacy. So jumping forward to, let's say this day next year when we're on the eve of the launch of FM22, please God. But if you look across Europe, you look across the world, the trend is obvious. Attention spans are dropping. But in football terms, managers, they don't last that long either. If you take the Premier League, the average is just 91 games for a manager. With 38 game seasons, you're talking a little two and, two and a half seasons at best. In the Football League, I think the last time I heard on Sky Sports News in an interview, you're talking 18 months. So managers don't tend to last long. Changes seem to be short term. You come in on a low, you build up the squad on a high, then you sink to a low and you're replaced. And so the cycle continues. The days of clubs employing managers for 10 years like Wenger and Sir Alex Ferguson and many others spanning 20 years and longer are over. Even Guardiola's tenure at Manchester City is his longest. After signing his new two-year deal, I think we'll have Guardiola for it'll be seven years. What are we writing saying that at the end? Where before we've seen Guardiola burn out after three with Barcelona and in Munich. Jurgen Klopp, I think, is the longest-serving one, of the longest-serving managers in the Premier League now, having been appointed in October 2015. And Klopp works in sevens, seven with Mainz, seven with Dortmund. Though potentially it could be nine years with Liverpool should he see out his contract till 2024. And what these managers tend to do, what we're seeing with Klopp, what we're seeing with Guardiola, and these managers were given these long-term deals, this kind of trust to, to see things through, where clubs have this long-term vision, is to put together a project. Now, a project is defined as what an individual or a collaborative enterprise that is carefully planned to achieve a particular aim. With Manchester City, we've seen the assembly of Barcelona's, you know, brains off the pitch from the golden era of Guardiola, and now we're seeing Guardiola joining there. And obviously the project there is to become a European and global side, successful with European silverware, not just domestic. Liverpool, the project obviously was simple, just get, get us get Liverpool back to the top. These projects that managers undertake are all about a carefully planned process to achieve a particular aim. Now, football managers, these exist, but they exist under the term vision, the club vision. Now, the vision is defined as the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. 
So there is that kind of scope for creativity in wisdom that a project may seem to be a little bit more procedural. But when we start our saves in FM, whether intentionally or not, we have a project or a vision ahead of us, defined initially by the club and perhaps by us from the outset. Sometimes this vision does not unfold until a little bit of time has elapsed into the season. But when projects and visions begin, they often have these steps, these goals set along the way. Goals that can be defined as either short or long term. So short term goals often work within the defined period of a season or less. While long term goals can even outlast a manager's tenure. It could be the tenure of an ownership even. And what's even more intricate and more, you know, thought broken about these goals, targets, objectives, whatever word you want to put of them, is they change over time. They evolve as time goes on, depending on the situation the club finds himself in. Now, when you think back to 1986, I believe, when Sir Alex Ferguson began his tenure at Manchester United, survival was a priority, consolidating the club. Before, targeting for his trophy. And finally, the long-term goal, and we all know that famous quote from Sir Alex Ferguson, infamous, depending on your opinion, but where he said, I'm going to knock Liverpool off their fudging perch. And when you loaded a football manager 21 yesterday for the first time, or Monday evening, if you're an eager beaver, you began the process of beginning a project that may have attracted you to the club you're managing. Maybe looking to lock a certain club off their fudging perch. Or maybe you found yourself managing a club who you didn't choose in the outset because of you began with the freedom of unemployment and a journeyman type save. And the project you may have begun could be centred around increasing just the stature of the club. That could be your target for this new venture you have. It could be consolidating them. You could look to change the way the club is run. You could look to build a nation up. Or even it could be a personally driven project. And you have a personally driven vision. That your in-game character is willing to make moves to boost his own career and stature within the game. And attempt differing challenges whether we're within the same nation or differing nations. But no matter what. This project did begin back on the first day, even if it doesn't unfold and present itself a little later into the save. And if you take care from that first day, your dynasty can be built. Now, while I was unwell yesterday for launch day, beginning a save in duress and with some strong medication, my dynasty, as I said, has begun on a strange bounce. It's more of a strange step already. But on the first day, if we can get it right, it's all about setting a solid foundation for success. So beginning the save with some key tasks can set the tone. Now I asked the community in a very quick poll earlier on this afternoon. Very, very simply put, on the first day, in Football Manager, what are... Like, what's the first thing you do? So when you load up the game, 
where do you go straight to? 89% voters. Set your tactics. Very, very clear winner there. No one assigns the scouts first. No one clears out the deadwood of the squad first. 11% said other. Now, Charlie Tango did add that I don't know if it's just me, but you have to set up a tactic on day one before continuing. So I'm sure Charlie is adding there to the senior tactic. So the fact there was 11% of voters said uh, other, and I asked her to comment below, and I'm not sure if it was Charlie or someone else. It would have been interesting to see if there was anything that I didn't think of that, you know, potentially people do on the first day. People go to straight away. So what tasks are you? What is important for you to do from the first day in Football Manager? Now, of course, the order of what I'm about to go through is a random order. The community goes to tactics first. Totally respect that. I have no problem with that. I just have this list just done out the way. It's just going to simply work out for me. So, you know, if you'd prefer to use a different order, that's absolutely fine. Don't see this as the process in which you have to go through. The first place I'm going to stop is staff. So beginning a new save, or beginning a new appointment in a save, more often than not means we inherit what the previous tenure has left behind. Their squad, their staff, their imprint. Now, but we need to overcome this imprint. More often than not, we're replacing a manager who has been sacked, even though on the, from the outset of the game, we're replacing a manager who, you know, has been displaced, I suppose, is the best word. But we need to rub out what the previous tenure has left behind. And to make it feel like this is our club. This is my club. And appraising the staff was my first part of call yesterday. But it doesn't have to be. Now, understanding that the position I'm in, the MLS, is not an elite, very commas, league. The staff I may be able to attract to Atlanta United. Will certainly be different to those I could attract last year at Bayern and Juventus in particular. So sticking to the DDM, discipline, determination, and man management, I went out to bring in the best coaches I could, while also beginning the process of phasing out the coaches I had at the club already. Now most have expiring contracts, but somehow it's going to cause an arm and a leg to actually end their contracts. So I'm not in a rush to ruin the financial statue of the club any more than he did so i'll blog about that a little bit more and i'll touch on finances in a little bit as well so using the ddm formula ensures that you will find the most effective coaches and then if you use external tools like oliver jensen's coach calculator this the sprints which is a spreadsheet this can also help you decide you know whether or not a coach is worth bringing in or if you're comparing two coaches try and make understand which is the best for you to appoint now while coaches may not be best suited to cover the various assignments on the training that you need covered for example my two fitness coaches are prefer the same assignment when you go into assign them in the coach the training section bringing in the best you can is a vital part of setting any foundation for your success now the assistant manager is an interesting example as well because 
sometimes a manager brings the same backroom team with him. Other times, managers and assistants do not always last a full time together. Stralix Ferguson, for example, had his fair share of sidekicks, drawing on the qualities each brought in on their own. Now, I had Platter Clivert supporting me at Bayern and Juventus last year. In FM21, my plan from the outset is to change assistance every two to three years and to see what difference these guys can bring in. And I'm especially going to be drawing on the judging player ability and judging player potential attributes as well as the DDM and their coaching. But look, again, I'll talk about why that's important again in a, in a few moments. But then if you look at the scouting section of the, the staff, with the recruitment meeting taking place early in the early days of your job, it's also time to focus more on the quality and the range of scouts you have. So whilst the recruitment team may have areas which need to be addressed, players who need replacing and setting short-term goals for the team to address, having an overarching philosophy for signings could potentially set the tone for how your time at the club will go. At Atlanta, I'm in an unusual position where I'm managing a well-funded club with a strong influence on signing, developing and selling South American players. This is a philosophy I tend to continue but I'll also be casting an eye on Europe as well, given that's where the strength of my own knowledge lies. Now, the other interesting was I start to save with two scouts. An English chief scout and Jonathan Spector, an American scout. So I actually don't have scouts with South American knowledge. So addressing that need, addressing that area, given that the identity of the club has built up so far, is what and is an immediate concern for me. And recruiting scouts, like I just said, it's it's vital to the early days of the job if you have the finances available. Now, while some clubs come with well-resourced with the number of scouts, their qualities may leave you wanting. For more, I can understand. More importantly, aside from the attributes, looking at the knowledge they bring in can also be vital. Recruiting a vast array of scouts with a growing scope for knowledge, will give you an insight into what can be found across the world. So while meagre beginnings may focus with scouts on opposition, scouting on local assignments, as your stature grows or if you're beginning at a bigger stature club, it's time to cast the net and find out where the next set of players are coming from and can come from. Now, you may be like me with MLS registration rules, where each team has like um, eight international players, for example. So, despite the possibility of acquiring more slots, scouting the world for the best players for Atlanta for me is going to be tricky. It needs to be kept in check with an awareness of the the makeup of the squad I have at the moment. Signing from another American teams would be a challenge. The best players more more often than not, are already at other MLS clubs. And while non-MLS clubs have, you know, little value to be found there, we really are looking at the quality there. You know, again, you're not... It's not exactly a, a gold mine. The draft. There was little quality to be found once you get past the first couple of picks. 
and the first couple of picks tend to go to the teams who've performed the worst the season before which I don't intend to do I don't intend tanking for any new gens or anything like that so when you've got four rounds of draft picks the quality you're going to be getting if you're a moderately successful club is quite limited so I'm going to have to find and get creative with my scouts in finding and attracting and building players and having a philosophy for the scouts is a simple task if you take the time out to define it set the parameters for what you want from young for young players for experienced players or players who play in a certain style to give you a tailored edge in the market to bring about a successful beginning to your time at the club addressing the short-term needs and the long-term vision and goals of your side and focusing on recruiting also comes with the little caveat of that you need an awareness of the squad and the prospects you have coming through because having an abundance of young prospects young talented players in one position will only stifle the growth of each of them so you need to become ruthless with your sign with your scouts and the assignments they bring in and only make the moves then in the transfer market that perhaps need to be done because of a gap in quality in the squad a lack of quality in the squad or anything else like that now on the training ground we can make a big difference and training should definitely be a port of call before you hit continue with an increased ability to affect the development of players to emphasize the philosophy of your playing style and to address any weakness your all your analysts may find with squads with match performances or anything like that the training ground may be the key to the success of any manager we all have our own ideas of how we want our teams to play so prioritizing these sessions to focus on these aspects allows a manager to grow his side and prepare them for the challenges that they may face on the pitch that they may prepare for these challenges to face these challenges in a way that you would envision them to be done on the training ground as well individual training can help shape the players into becoming stars of the side and potentially stars of the game developing players into the positions and roles that you use in your side will help them become a better player for you and become a better performer all around because often when a player has a potential then to play in a, an alternate position or role depending on their attributes or as their attributes change as their careers progress. We've seen midfielders develop into fantastic defenders, into fantastic forwards, forwards reverting to midfield, defenders pushing into midfield. So players are looking to develop versatility is always an option we can see and developing you know, a, a new identity for these players developing a new identity for your squad and we can also you know seek to retrain aging players to adopt more refined roles where maybe the physical demands may not be as much of them though players like james milner prove that there can always be an exception to this rule but player traits are also an area worth a lot of consideration on day one these can create a player who redefines a position develops the necessary tendencies that allow them to cope with the demands of playing with your side for example if you want to play with ball playing defenders 
and your defender's not already competent in passing the ball and their use of the ball, you may wish to develop the passing trait to, to, to playing simple passes. It doesn't stop them being a good ball-playing defender. But instead of looking to play Hollywood passes, they look to play simply from the back and adds again to your style if you want to play this possession-based football from the back. At a youth level as well, it's worth taking control of the individual training because this will allow you to shape the future of the club, but only, of course, if you intend on staying with this club in the long term. These players can give you scope to change tactics, to change roles, and become, I'm sorry, and be shaped into future stars who have had the necessary time to develop in the position and role that you require or you seek in the first team. George Bellow is a good example at Atlanta United. Many tip him to become uh, an attacking player on the left wing, very like Alfonso Davies has done, and become um, this flying left wing back. So that's what I'm going to try and do. Although he's come for a wing back midfielder or attacking midfielder on the left, I'm looking to focus them into becoming more of a, of a it's left wing back and see how he can change my side. Especially considering that the first choice left wing back I have is 34 years of age. When you've set up training or before you set up training, you might want to jump into the, the schedule screen and look at the friendlies that you have. Establishing a set of friendlies for the first team is very important. Now, while they already may be set up for you when you begin your save, appraising the difficulty and scheduling of these friendlies is quite important. Allow for a solid week of training before on the Saturday having scheduling a match practice or maybe an inter-squad friendly that you play your reserves. And then have again a solid second week of training before playing an opening fixture against a smaller reputation side. At the start of FM21, the pre-season schedule is already condensed for many following the European calendar. So finding the right balance of friendlies should focus on teams of a lesser stature. And these games may not provide appropriately difficult, inverted commas, challenges. But they do provide an opportunity for your side to develop tactical cohesion. Of course, there's room to improve for us with the necessary tweaks that may need to be made to build sharpness, improve morale, because hopefully beating these teams without much difficulty will have your players in you know fantastic form and feeling great and being positive and vibrant going into the opening games of the competitive season. If you're a smaller team, money spending friendlies against bigger sides are also an option. There are places to boost the coffers to potentially ensure that your team kind of can get an early influx of cash to see the club through the early months of the season to ensure the financial future of the club as well. And potentially, if things are going really well, you might even get like a little bonus going into the January or the mid-season transfer window. But as the save develop and the in-game world normalises to what we've known before 2020 arranging pre-season tours of various countries can also bring commercial benefits to your club especially if you can tour a country where you have developed an affiliation 
along the commercial lines with another club. But what friendlies can do is they can offer a stress-free opportunity to develop your tactic and find your way. Don't make too many tweaks tactically. If you're beginning with a preset tactic, don't change anything. Just watch it develop and know what changes you want or that need to be made. If you're going to go vanilla, create your own tactic. Start off with some simple basic principles in each of the team instruction player instruction areas before making these adjustments. And remember, in these friendlies, a tweak is a way of improving the system by making fine adjustments to it. Changing a tactic is when you make something different, you alter it, you modify it. It's not what you began with. So tweaking, things can be the same more or less. Modifying, changing, whatever you want to call it, that is an that is something totally different. So just be cautious in how you approach these things. The squad is perhaps the biggest task of the job. And one which excites most FM players. Because it's squad building and squad management. Now while different rules apply to different nations when it comes to squad building and management, you have to be aware of these from the get-go. So from meeting registration quotas to ensuring the players selected have not been overly rotated, like the Coupe de France might demand if you're managing in France. On my squad view, I'm happy enough if anyone wants to have a look at my squad view to download it, I can export it and send it to you. Just send me a message if that's something you want. Don't know if you do or not. You probably have your own way. Absolutely fine. Whatever works best for you. But on my squad view, I have the ability to see my assistant's view on the potential and current abilities of my players. So if you choose to have this visible on your screen, one word of caution. Check what your assistant's attributes are for judging player ability, judging player atten- potential. Just like I said at the start of the podcast, when I'm changing my assistant manager every couple of years, I'm going to look at these two attributes because I need to make sure that what I'm seeing on that squad view screen is as accurate as can be. And then from here, I make the decision based on this review, who stays and who goes. Below three stars in either category and the player is immediately discarded. Normally. See, the MLS has such stringent rules that include the salary cap and that my squad will have to include these inverted commas but poorer players in my side at the expense of others who might prefer to have around the fringes of the squad. Another area for consideration is the young players, those with room to grow, those whose current abilities may be low but potential abilities are high. In pre-season you must make the decision what's best for the player and the club, especially if they are aged 18 and over because we know that's the way the development works in football manager, that game time affects them once they hit 18. Loans and even potentially sales of buyback clauses, they may be your way here to developing these players if you cannot ensure they have your trust in getting enough game time to facilitate the potential development they may have. And then of course the role of older players needs to be considered as well. Those whom your assistant or your coaches may believe to be past or best, as I'm seeing with a few of mine at Atlanta. To develop your legacy, to build a dynasty and establish it at the club from this pre-season you're putting together from the very beginning. 
you have to consider and be aware that what will develop will happen and will take place in an era without these players. So you have to make the decision on the relative value to your squad and the succession plan you have in place for them. What's the squad like now? Is my replacement here or do I need to find a replacement? Performing mentoring to to finding somewhere else to finish their career. Don't undervalue the role these players can play. I think it was FM Grasshopper wrote a piece on the byline that's well worth checking out on the role and the value of all their players. So if you go on over, I know he has another piece out today on the byline. If you head to the Football Manager website, just go to the byline and you'll find the piece there. It's from FM20, but I'm sure the same principles will apply to FM21. Of course, we've touched on them in various sections. It's 89% of the community do this for us, and it's tactics. The crux of FM. The place where you can blame your failures and build your successes off of. While initial tactics may reflect the, the modern game, to develop a legacy and a dynasty of the club must involve some semblance of evolution over time. Unless, of course, your legacy is to take one tactic around the world with you, share it with as many clubs as possible, like Cruyff and his disciples have done in shaping the modern game from with Total Football, which of course developed back in and has bases in Hungary and Austria and going all the way back through time and how football should be played and all these discussions. You see, the thing is, you're t- as if you go back to the 1950s Austria and Hungary sides and the Czechoslovakias, the hotbed of talent in Central Europe, It's, these tactics are not set in stone. They evolve. They're an artistic work that is constantly evolving, changing shape, whether through the arrival of new players with traits and roles that can change your tactic, or subtle tweaks you can bring through creative use of players. You might be doing a Bayern Munich, a Pep Guardiola, playing central midfielders at fullback and inverting them. You could have... Attacking players, you could have your two wide midfielders or wingers on one side. Then during a match, they're allowed to swap wings. And when they swap wings, they have the personalised instruction to become inverted, as inside forwards or inverted wingers. And pose the opposition defence the task of wondering whether or not they'll be taken apart down the wing or the inside line. And constantly asking the questions of the opposition and their setups. Understanding the match engine is different to real life as well. But what we have to be aware of and understanding of is we need to be open and accepting to the tactic not working. is not a sign of failure. There's no point in scrapping it. It's merely you've just found one way that it doesn't work for you. Yet, make the tweak before you make the change. That would be my advice here. Now, while your tactic can also be a, side, a sign of your side that becomes synonymous with you, and we all think the addition of the, insert your name here, ball, to the journalist comments in press conferences this year, being open to alternate ways to play football can change the game to meet the challenges the AI presents. Now, pulling back the curtain, being in the fourth dimension, being outside the game, as football manager players, look at community pieces on tactics, check out books, read articles, 
watch videos. We can all find inspiration to evolve our tactics and make changes as this version of Football Manager goes forward. And another possibility for growth as well with your tactics is to explore the various roles and how they have originated and developed out of certain cultures. Whether it's the Segundo Valente or the Trek Artista. Understanding the origin of these roles and then applying them if you're playing in a side where these roles have come from. This can add a joyous element to your save. As you evolve yourself, you evolve in finding a player to play the role and build a tactic around them This and, and them playing this role. Now what can also occur is when FM does not have the role you want. You want to create one yourself. I use a regista as sort of a quarterback with San Francisco Rush when I try to adapt the West Coast offense of NFL to football, to soccer. But as we've seen many FMers do as well, they manipulate these vanilla roles to create new ones. One of my favorite ones was Guido turning the attacking midfield position and role into the withdrawn target man on many separate occasions. And I think today I saw him even tweet say possibly doing it with AC Milan and using Zlatan as this invert as this uh, withdrawn target man. Your tactics may be your calling card. And we don't want to go down in infamy like the wet bandits of Home Alone. I only watched it last night. I'm already in Christmas mode. But don't be afraid to fail. After all, failing helps you find out what's working and what isn't. And my advice there is during preseason, watch full matches. And it'll help you understand your squad and your tactic better. Now the last thing I'm going to touch on here is finances. Wage budgets and transfer budgets aside, what also must be considered for some of us is the salary cap or these other financial rules that we have to follow. These financial constraints can limit us. Maybe like financial fair play, which I'm sure SI have programmed to actually inflict significant penalties on you and clubs. Unlike what happens to real-life football clubs who manage to breach financial fair play. Awareness of the financial projections must also be considered, especially if your new club is only recently promoted or maybe you're striving for promotion. Practicing the financial pillar of prudence would set you on your way to a secure financial future. And then look at ways then in which your save and your dynasty can be built on this solid financial statue. You may be like you may be passing it off and delegating this, I completely understand. But if you can find more ways to make income, you might be able to release more funds for your transfer budget. So while the board will go out and look for sponsorship deals and the like and television money comes in, competition performances will also give you more money. But be open to other ways of becoming self sufficient. Maybe arrange lucrative friendlies if you're a smaller club. Maybe establish commercial links if you're a bigger club to develop the stature of your club internationally, which will affect merchandise sales. Sign a marquee player. Players who will come in and sell shorts. Bring attention to your side. And even having established a youth setup where players who fail to make the grade can still be sold for respectable transfer fees. And this can support the outlays on those South American wonder kids that you have developed an addiction and a penchant for purchasing. Establishing a dynasty is not easy. It requires careful thought, work and planning. But that's what the debate has been about, hasn't it? Finding out ways to make these things work. 
reason and then I'm sure the time before that and the FM lull you're doing a lot of researching and a lot of thinking so whether your save will be club and country driven just a club just a country or you know all about yourself you can build a dynasty your FM21 save can be known and regarded around the world as the one that set the standard if you've enjoyed this podcast and you're excited to find out the next one, subscribe, f- follow us on the social media platforms, share this podcast with your social, on your socials if you've enjoyed it, give us a positive review. If you're on iTunes, you can even give us stars because the more stars we have, the more people find us. And I do appreciate all of that. Thank you for the weird community interactions. Keep them coming because there will be another one tomorrow or today. If you're listening on Thursday, there's going to be another one today about the developing a legacy and the music for this podcast of course came from pond five if you want to set up your own podcast if you want to get music for any adventure you're going on whether it's football manager related or not there's stock images and the video footage and the like there go check out pond five not an ad just credit where credit is due until tomorrow enjoy your fm21 adventures stay safe wherever you are i've been gaffer graymo and i'll talk to you then Bye now.